This Short Code podcast is a proud member of the MedEd Media Network. Inspiration, information, and guidance on your journey to medical school and beyond at mededmedia.com. Meandering in the margins of medicine, it's the Short Code podcast. Weird news, fresh views, helpful clues, and interviews. By students, for students. Subscribe to our weekly show at theshortcoat.com. Welcome back to the Short Coat Podcast, a production of the University of Iowa Carver College of Medicine. I'm Dave Etler. Happy Cinco de Mayo, you guys. Yay! Yay! As we record this, it is Friday, May 5th, and Americans everywhere are celebrating, as we should, the Mexican army's unlikely victory over the French forces at the Battle of Puebla in 1862. I did not know. Is that a real? It's, it's the French. Yeah. I'm so embarrassed. I had no idea. I, so, so we're all celebrating. We're all very happy. We're, everybody in America is going to have margaritas. Uh, I'm sure uh, not people who want to build a wall. but. <laughs> but you uh, had to go there, no, Dave. No, they're building. They're uh, drinking Bud Light on the lawn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, happy. Ha- I hope you uh, l- listeners listening in the future. I hope you had a happy Cinco de Mayo um, and May Fourth and May Fourth. May the Fourth be with you. Yes, May Fourth. <laughs> I don't. I don't get it. Um, get out. We're not going to explain. <laughs> out. Just leave. Uh, so I was trying to use a mind control trick. Oh. To get you to explain it. See. Oh, well, it didn't work. You will bring I, me a diet coke. I am. Uh, I'm immune to your. Jedi mind tricks. Uh, hey, uh, listener Takia, who, by the way, we heard from, you may remember, uh, way back just on Inauguration Day, we okay. recorded a, a show. On Inauguration Day, she uh, left us a message saying that she was on her way to the uh, to the Women's March. She's gotten back in touch cool. with us to say, and, and at the time, she was saying she was at her office packing, and we were concerned that she, at, from at her job at Planned Parenthood, and uh, I was afraid she'd been fired or something because, you know, back then the sky was falling. Still kind of is. But um, but anyway. there are still shards there's of still, concrete yeah. falling on my face. There's right still now. a few shards. But uh, yeah, she she wrote back a to tell me she was not fired. She was just packing. And uh, and and B, uh, she has a a question for us that cool. maybe we can answer. Are there any students who purposely took longer than a two year gap year? If so, what is the reason? So excluding career changers and those who did the post back or other special programs. So gap years. I did a, I did two years. You did two before years. I, b- between undergrad and grad, I assume. Is that yeah, what yeah. she's referring to? Undergrad did and, I, and did med you do school. That? I um, de facto did. Well, you were a career changer. <laughs> well, but I, I mean, I... No, actually, I stopped, to, stopped college in the middle. Didn't graduate college. Became a paramedic, worked for a couple of years, then went back oh, okay. and worked while I finished. So that was your gap in a way. Um, but, then, but then I didn't get in right after med school. And so I worked as a clinical researcher and mathematician for a year. Okay. We should say who's on air right now. Oh, shoot. This I is forgot. The, the power group. Here. I forgot. <laughs> Thank uh, you, Cole. I, it's Cole Cheney. Yes, sir. And it's it's Aline Sanduk. We're back again. And oh, it's yes. John. And it's John Pienta. I am so glad to see the excitement in this room. You can you could cut it with a knife. Casey better have a good excuse today. Damn straight. Oh my god. Where is she? She's off LARPing. 
<laughs> she probably is. All right, so, That's awesome. Wait. So talk- anyway, back to back to Gaffney. John had one. Did you have one? Yeah. Uh, I took yeah quite a number of years actually. Um, a couple of them were intentional, and a couple more were kind of involuntary because I had to apply twice. Okay. So yeah. And did I, you do anything you felt like was important or meaningful during that time, or was it purely just sort of a waiting game for you? Ooh, well, I worked, okay. and I earned money, and I paid off my student loans from undergrad, wow. which was really good. Um, the last year, uh, I just had another opportunity come up, and I decided to defer for a year. And I was really glad I did that because I think like what a, I ended up like doing like a job opportunity or yeah, I uh, went you, don't up, have to, you, you seem reluctant to share the details, so no, I don't know. It's just you can, and maybe you can. Was it, it was some online job that you don't want to talk about. <laughs> I was a cam girl. No, <laughs> definitely cut that out. You, you read, you read my mind. That's what I was gonna say, but I didn't want to go. We there. know, John. Yeah, yeah. Actually, John was the cam girl. Please. Um, <laughs> it can come off as a little braggy, but it was a Fulbright. Actually. Oh, okay. I was offered a Fulbright, and um, I got in touch with the school after my acceptance and said, "Hey, can I take time off for this?" And they were like, "Yeah, go for it." Okay. So. In what country? Germany. Cool. Yeah, so- I miss it. I think uh, if I read between the lines on Takiya's question, she's asking, you know, but what, how, like, what is okay to take a gap year and what isn't maybe? Here's the only thing that sort of guides my thinking. I see some of our older classmates and the only thing that maybe would affect your decision making a little bit. I think it's a good idea to take a year off. I think no one would disagree with that. But maybe if you want the specialty that's really long with a lot of fellowship built in, then all of a sudden you start getting to the game where how old do I want to be when I finish? And I think mm-hmm. uh, one to two years maybe doesn't affect that. But then when you start, I know some older classmates who have children. I have no older classmates who had second careers. And it looks like they're generally opting for the, the residencies that are three to four years. I'm not seeing a lot of these guys go the neurosurgical route or um, surge oncology route. They're going more the emergency medicine, family practice, three years and get out there. So, so you think if they're older students... I just they, think, they tend to gravitate towards the shorter residence. If you have a propensity for something that's going to take a while, my only recommendation would be is maybe get on it earlier. If you don't, if you're totally comfortable working a three or four year residency, then I think, I don't know if there's any problem starting when you're older, later, et cetera. Have you, you guys think? Yeah, I, I, yeah, there, but I think in general, you can pretty much do anything in, in it and, and, and still sort of feel i it's i guess it's a personal comfort thing but i think in my mind i mean i'm a little older coming in um or i guess going out um Both. and uh yeah that's true <laughs> i worked in banking at like i was at a, one of the big evil companies and it's still no one cared or i think it was honestly like people thought it was cool i think that i, I mean so is is a gap year a liability no. Oh, no. no. I don't think it is. I think um, there's a balance, right? Like, too much can hurt you. Yeah. Um, but taking some, I think, is definitely an asset. And I, I think even, med schools are taking notice of that. I don't even know. I mean, so gap year to me implies, like, I'm pausing everything mm. to do something or nothing. Obviously, during your gap year, you want to do something. I mean, you know, it should be something. You, yeah. you can't just... You know, you can't just take a gap year and maybe you can't just take a gap year and sit on your couch. Yeah. You know, you got to take a gap year. If you're if you're if there is a gap, there should be something in there that you're doing. It doesn't have to be the most meaningful thing in the world. But I don't know 
anyone who takes a gap year and does nothing. I know. Depending on your but definition of nothing, exactly. like a trip around the world might be nothing to some people, but it's very meaningful for others. I mean, if you take a gap year, you could tell a story about how you traveled once around the sun. I mean, you just have to, you just have to sell it right. Okay? I mean... Yeah. Also, good, by the way, sitting on the couch is not awesome. a wrong, not a wrong thing to do. And in fact, if you could, like, say, document that you literally sat on a couch for a year, that might be appealing to and what you too. and that what it, you learned from it. And yeah, yeah, right. I mean, it's really about what you can bring to the table. That'd be a personal statement I would love to read from your experience, yeah. right? I mean, it would certainly be memorable. Like, it would be atrophy, memorable. Yeah. Muscle atrophy study. Yeah. I think a gap year really can be whatever you whatever you make it to be. And you have to ask yourself, like, why am I doing it? Mm -hmm. uh, if you're doing it because you didn't get accepted and you still want to go to medical school, that's that's a great thing, I think. It's and fine. I, I, when I, I had a I've mentored maybe 15 undergrads and 14 of them have gotten into med school and one of them will likely get into med school next year. Um, and the remaining one, that is. It's very common, I think, for people to not get accepted and then reapply. And I think Cole and I's class, like, the number was literally 40%. Well, like, 40% of our class yeah. had applied more than once to here. Right. And, and hmm. Aline, you've already said you, you applied more than once. I and, am not too proud to admit that. And, it's well, I, a hard process. It's a, I mean, first of all, the numbers are against you. So, I mean, the number of people applying for school is greater than the number of people who can get in. So yep. already there's a strike. And then, you know, whatever things on top of it that that, you know, you needed to learn or figure out or what or or adjust mm -hmm. uh, in your application. Those are some things that that are also factors in not getting in. But you, you just don't sometimes know what the answer is. Now, Aline, you, you as I recall, mm -hmm. made it made it a point to sort of get in touch with admissions and figure out yeah you know, like okay so what do I do now yeah that was that was probably the single factor I would say that put me over the edge of getting accepted off of a off of a wait list right. was or even just like getting actually getting onto the wait list because um, I didn't realize this at the time um, but after the admission, office and staff whatever go through your application like that's knowledge that they will never put to use again which seems like a tremendous waste of their time so I decided to capitalize on that knowledge and I reached out to every med school I applied to and asked for feedback and said you know what did you like what would you want to see more of that is within my control i.e. not grades grades were done at that point yeah. and I was not going to go back to school I was not going to do a post back program which can be a bit of a scam depending on the school because it's very expensive and oftentimes doesn't even guarantee admission or guarantee any type of there's no guarantees yeah on and it's a big investment mm -hmm. um not only of time but of money which you are about to do anyway but yeah i'd called the office and um i think in my case it inadvertently made whoever i was talking to on the phone look at my application again um which is huge because they get so many and it made that person wonder why I wasn't given an interview. And so she did. And that was huge. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, so the one thing that I wanted to say also about, you know, when I was talking about all of the people that I'd mentored, the one thing that I started to tell people was, you know, 
if you don't get accepted and you want to reapply, go find something that, that you think that you want to do, whether you think it's related to medicine or not. And put, you know, put yourself into it, commit mm-hmm. to it. And if you find that you'd rather do that than do than reapply to medical school and go back to school, etc., that's a win. That's also right? a positive outcome. Yeah. And then if you find that you still want to go to medical school and you reapply, you'll have a whole year of something you've done, really engaged yourself in, that you're very passionate about, that you can speak well about, and you've improved your application on at the very least in and that way. There are so many Let's, great things people can do. There's City Year. That was something I looked at. Teach for America is another option. I didn't know about AmeriCorps programs, but those are also really cool. Besides, like, different post-bac programs that are not degree programs, but, like, a one- or a two-year position for someone who just graduated that they know they're going to lose in two years because that person intends. And so, because you're up front and they're treating you like a trainee, it's it's a really great mentoring opportunity, too. So, mm-hmm. there's, like, a whole host of cool things you can do with that year if you don't get in. And, um, you know. Or yeah. if you just want to not apply right away i mean i think i think uh my so in my conversations with admissions folks in the past i've never heard them say a gap year is a terrible idea yeah um i've um i've never heard them say you know that there is that there are things that you shouldn't do you know during your gap year yeah um just grow as a person is probably the the best possible thing that you can do and there's many ways to do that so this this is for the most part a lifelong career i really don't know a whole lot of people who study medicine and then don't end up as pre- they they are out there but and correct me if i'm wrong but wouldn't you guys say like the vast majority of people who go to med school will practice medicine and maybe do other stuff but for the rest of their lives they're going to be doctors which means mm-hmm. For a generation whose life expectancy is over 100 years, that means that, like, if you start med school at 22, 23, that means you're going to spend, like, almost 80 years practicing medicine. A good long time. (laughs) So go enjoy yourself. Grow up. Make some money. Pay some debt. Go out and see the world because college is not representative of what the world is really like. Now, what if, Cole, your gap year is prison? I think that could work against you. You think it could? Okay. Yeah, they'll I, probably hold that against you. I right. think it could get spun positively. Yeah. I don't. I don't. John could spin it. <laughs> John could spin anything. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, otherwise, it depends on what you went for. Okay. I think yeah. uh, say you were a guy who maybe uh, you led this uh, this ship to go protest whale poaching, and uh, that you got arrested. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I think that, that that is marketable, and I think if you could get him to look just it's past marketable. the prison, yeah. I think that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, and plus you'll you'll be the first person to ever use the term blowhole in your personal statement. Yeah, and I'm like the first person to get in that uses blowhole. I'm sure many people have used it. I, I, but guys, like I want to be involved in medical education as as I develop, develop my career, and I want to be the doctor who reads your personal statement that contains the word blowhole. Just putting it out there. Put that in. So whoever did the research and like listened to the short code podcast from 2000. Yeah, John's gonna be like, "Mm -hmm." that's gonna be the dog whistle for me. You know, I'm gonna go 
they know this this one this this one gets in That's watch there be 10 in this upcoming application cycle <laughs> yeah sudden spike in the word blowhole and like, they'll never know like like dr cooper will be sitting there like, and the what admissions can be going like, on why are people using the word blowhole in there <laughs> uh i don't think uh, dr cooper's on the admissions the dean is student so i just assumed no mm. Uh, so, but good news, though. We are um, putting together a show featuring uh, our admission staff and committee members or member, not sure what yet, so that we can answer your questions on getting into medical school, questions like Takiyah's. So please help us help you by submitting your questions to us at theshortcoats at gmail.com or by calling 319-347-SHORT-CT, 7467828. Here's the biggest piece of all of this. If you hear it from multiple sources, it's probably good advice. If you hear conflicting advice, the right answer is there is no right answer. Mm-hmm. I, when I'm applying mm-hmm. for residency or when you do this, it's always like, well, he said this and she said, and then it's like, great. That means that whatever you want to do is fine. But if you hear like two people consecutively, you're like you really, you need to get some volunteer hours in the hospital, you probably need to get volunteer hours. So mm-hmm. I think rather than overthink it, that little rule of thumb can save you a lot of like soul searching, figuring it out. And so when the gap year question comes up and you hear this from us, hear this, there's no right answer, I think. That's sort of yeah. the... Yep. The, the other generalism, I think, too, to say is that uh, if you go into the meeting and you see one of two things, either completely vague, like, well, you know, you could, you could take the MCAT again. You could get, you know, you could do a post-back year. You could... If you hear that, then that means, like just reapply next year and work on your application you'll probably get in mm-hmm. yeah. so that's what i ended up getting they're like well you could do this and you could persistence does pay off yeah and then the other one is if you start hearing super you know you, you apply and you don't get in you, you start hearing super specific things like we want you to shadow more primary care doctors mm. like okay <laughs> i get what this is <laughs> like what is, okay what is I'll, it i'll I'll shadow some primary care doctors. Oh, you think it's like a dance? Like, we need you to... Yeah, I think it's a, we couldn't admit you this year, and we have nothing to tell you. Interesting. So instead of waffling, we're picking some really, really absurdly specific thing. Like, you you know, you shadowed six different physicians, but only one of them was a primary care doctor. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. okay, sounds good. I will go shadow another primary care doctor, and we'll see you next year and the admitted class of 2022 <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so this is good. Thank you uh, to Kia for your question. Once again, um, if you have questions about admission stuff, definitely get in touch with us. As I said, if you have questions about anything, if you want, if you want uh, dog training advice, we would love to, uh, ant- we'd love to try to answer. I have a great questions. recipe for toilet bowl cleaner. Do yeah, you? I do. Does it involve a cola? Yes, it does. What yeah. is that? Coca-Cola. Soda. Oh, like it's, a cola. Yes, not a e- cola. E-cola. Not E. coli. E. cola. No, no, it has Sprinkle E. coli. Some e. coli. <laughs> Wait, I, I had an idea for our show I thought that would really make us stand out, sort of hip it up. So go ahead and say uh, E. cola or coli again, okay? E. cola or coli. <laughs> All right, cool. I thought for the younger crowd we could really... <laughs> Punch it up. Yes. Yeah, like take it to the next level. We need more sound effects on the show. Oh, speaking of, <laughs> we got to put a shout out. Yes. Oh, you have it too. I love this thing. It's really good. I what call it this? my rap horn. Yeah. Um. Hey, 
one I, minute booty shake in the studio. <laughs> John and I are taking our talents to other states, and uh, I will be going. I'm wearing my University of Utah shirt. I'm going to Utah, and yeah. they have a podcast called The Scope. The and scope. so I already sent the email. This is my shout out to them if they're listening. I, I want to bring my talents to you, Utah. The scope. The scope. What is the scope? What it, is their it, brief? I think it's more med school admissions folk. I think it's where we started and we like we veered off into strange territory. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's where we all start off, and I think they've really stuck true to that message: is med school admissions. Okay. But they need a resident voice there. Yeah. Someone, an outsider. They need somebody. Why not? Yeah. You know what they need? They need somebody to take them in new and interesting directions. That's me. That's you. So hopefully I can take it there, John. Do you think? Where you'll be going out east. Podcast City? I haven't looked yet, but man, this is a good idea. Yeah, you gotta mm. you gotta, you gotta start gotta, you gotta start your own. It's herd maybe. immunity. Yeah. You know, we gotta start inoculating people. Exactly. <laughs> through their ears. <laughs> through their ears. I can't believe you guys were Oh yeah. Me. That's sad. another that's another key to be like a new hip podcast is make lots of references to people's ears. Sending this information into your ear holes through the sound waves. That's my shtick. Sound holes. Ear waves. Way back. Okay. Uh, yes. Uh, oh, uh, 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 I, I did neglect to mention. Yeah, I, I'm glad you brought it up because I neglected to mention that you have reached the end of your medical school career. Yes. You have taken your last class. John has already had this called out on the last show, but you also have taken your last class, are now relaxing your way into residency. I am. It's a little, um, maybe John can back this up. There's like a mountain of paperwork yeah, and oh yeah. uh, DEA license, all this like crazy stuff, VA fingerprinting. Like, I feel like I've been more busy this last week. It's like a very, um, that's a boastful complaint, but I kind of foresaw myself just like hanging this week and it's not really been. That. Yeah. They make you run around and, and do all kinds of paperwork. It's, it's not terrible, but it, it is, uh, the pressure is low. It, yeah. The pressure is low, but the work, the workload is a bit, uh, is a bit annoying. You know, it's, it's like a slow drip. This is yeah. how, this is how they begin to hammer into you the disdain for the system. <laughs> and how much paperwork you'll be oh filling out for the yeah, rest like of your life. 45 yeah. different layers of duplicated or triplicated paperwork. And then that what, is not produced in duplicate or triplicate. You have to fill them out in duplicate yeah, yeah. or triplicate. That's what. That's what. Uh, and then to, you add on top of that, like if you're buying a house or if you're, you yeah, know, like getting married, which a lot of people do. I mean, uh, at this point, doing neither. I <laughs> dude, I, I my so my wife is gonna stay working in the state of Iowa. So I've I've you know you're adulting when you have to hire multiple tax and or financial representatives oh yeah because like so i'm gonna we're gonna file an iowa state tax Mm -hmm. we're gonna file a north carolina state tax we're gonna file federal income tax you know so we're gonna we're gonna you know are we should we file married should we file married separately should you know da 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 so grown up getting a a financial advisor and that's not even and i'm not even talking about like doing the actual paperwork this is like it's like (laughs) pre-rounding Like, you're not rounding, and you're not pre-rounding, you're pre-pre-rounding, and you're always pre-pre-rounding. My God. This is uh, my future, Dave. Yep. I'm looking at my future yep. right well, now. Oh, but you're going into science. Do you know how much time your PI spends doing mindless paperwork to get uh, grant money to keep you around? What? I heard the stat the other day. Is it 100 proposals for every one grant? There's something ridiculous. Oof, the ratio. Yeah. Would not surprise so, me at all. So they're funding less than fifth percentile, I think. Yeah. So, so in other words, it's f- fewer than one in 20 are getting 
are getting funded. So you're just writing mountains and mountains and sending them out everywhere. And these are like 70 page applications. I mean, have you done, have you been through this already? Uh, not yet, but I'm getting ready probably to apply at some point in the next year for like a fellowship grant for like a pre or actually for, for a doctoral student. Yeah. And there, is there a business opportunity here? Like becoming a, a, grant application mill or something like that it's been yeah, done cranking them it's out been really yeah everything has been tried my favorite though is that that um th- some some people did a simulation of uh what so the overhead for the nih is insane like mm. like a third for every three dollars like every two or three dollars one dollar is spent administratively mm-hmm. and that's not even counting like when you get your grant and you get it at the university you have to give 51 percent of it to the university mm. mm-hmm. so that's not even counting that administrative overhead so you you have to um they so what they did basically is they said all right everyone who is basically eligible to apply for a grant let's give them 30 grand and tell them that you have to donate 10 of it or 15 i forget either half of it or a third of it to other groups and if you just gave it to the top three people that you cited in the papers you published over the last five years, we would reproduce exa- almost exactly the same outcomes uh, in terms of funding, mm-hmm. but spend none of that one third of the money, right? So you get that that initial money back. Hmm. So I'm saying you only had, you know, now we're hmm. only getting two thirds of the money. Sounds uh, like a pyramid scheme or something. <laughs> so instead, instead, just give everyone 30 grand and say, you know, give 10 of it or 15 of it to um, people whose work you use. Okay. Mm-hmm. And and then divide it up uh, to them in whatever way you deem appropriate. There's got to be something illegal about that. No, it, uh, you know why it's illegal? Because it's too effective and it puts a bureaucrat out of a job. <laughs> like most things. No taxes. As a bureaucrat. It's bad no, for the economy. Are you a bureaucrat? little bit no artist no i'm an artist i'm an artiste artiste uh okay well you're a craftsman dave i would like to point out uh that way back in episode 69 february of 2015 we spoke about italian neurosurgeon sergio canavero's plan to do the first human head transplant well this week he's told a german magazine that yeah that's still coming later this year in china but he's also added a new goal to his bucket list, and that is reviving a frozen brain to transplant into a donor body within three years. Like Futurama. He thinks it could work. Uh, he's he cites as evidence his experiments in which he reconnected several spinal co- or severed spinal cords of rats, mice, and dogs. There's a lovely video of a mouse dragging itself around following the reconnection surgery. So you know, works at least in mice, kind of. Um, if if this works so well, why aren't we already doing it for like spinal cord injury patients? This is the reason why I'm like, is this guy just like go big or go home, or is he like completely off his rocker? Well, ethicists aren't very impressed mm-hmm. by uh, by his uh, near term plans because obviously the science really isn't there uh, yet. Mice, craw- you know, feebly crawling mice or not, um, and may never be there. Uh, so brushing a, brushing that fact aside is kind of an ethical problem and saying, oh, we're going to do this soon. Just get Elon Musk, He'll you know, connect, put him, put connect, him our brain, connect our brains to a computer, download them up into an Internet, 
Yeah. I just <laughs> same problem said Black Mirror. Have you seen that show? I've been told to watch you it, watch and it's it. like on my Netflix list. I'll tell you what, I gotta say, to be honest with you, Black Mirror, the first episode put me right off my feet, and I'm like, I am not watching that like show you again. You can't go back in. I just can't anymore. Like, to Twilight Why? Zone? Uh, let's just say that the first episode was about a politician being forced to have sex with a pig on camera. Oh, that's right. And uh, I just was, you know, like, I was like, okay. It's grim. It's, it's grim. It's grim. But it's let's, grim. Say, let's say it's Black not. Mirror. God, come on. Stop. It's a dark reflection. I didn't, I didn't expect it to be not grim, I guess, but I don't know. Just, no, it's pretty ugly. Just the it's... whole thing was like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to, I know that this is what's coming. I know that anytime you know, some politician is going to be forced to have sex with a pig. It's just, it's just where we're going in, in society. I, you know, honestly, I think, but I don't want to know about it right now. I don't want to hear about it. Before we get there, I would rather, I would rather to see, you know, our political, our political party system get in more fist fights. No weapons. Like, like the Brits. Yeah. 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 In like MPs in, in England, like just calling each other's mothers, like dirty names, like at least be honest about it. Exactly. You know, instead of all of this. Uh, sandbagging that's going on mm. uh, you know just really be honest have a knockdown drag out fight um, then you can sell seats people the C-SPAN will get ratings you know we can we could sell tickets to see and people young people even can you might imagine, get interested in politics can you imagine the changes that C-SPAN would undergo like just MMA standard would, rules I was going to say they would have to hire like they would have to hire wrestlers as commentators you know like it would be a significant change for season. No, you and huh. this this like all the more reason to have like the Jesse Venturas of the world, right? Like come in and can be great politicians and also get the job done. Nancy Pelosi puts the smack down. Do you know Boom. your the politics of your attending physicians? Do you think you know them? I I have been really surprised by some of them. You, but really? they're expressing them even. I can't get a read oftentimes. So you feel like you have a sense of... I feel like I... So I like to um, be a little outspoken. <laughs> what? 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 Get out of town. And so I often have conversations about possibly... You know, it's that thing like when you meet someone, you shouldn't talk about... Um, what sports, is religion, politics. Yeah. It's okay to talk I about usually, sports as long as you agree with whatever I, so, that person so, is saying. So it's not sports... For me, it's. I think it's. I thought it was supposed to be sex. Yeah. You don't talk about sex, politics, or religion. religion. Right. And I tend to talk about at least two of the three. Sometimes in the same conversation. Sometimes <laughs> about each all other. Three of them at the same time. And your time. your attendings are like they're listening to you. They're not like shut up. Like they're uh, actually like. This is probably why I didn't match. <laughs> <laughs> not a, not an advice tactic. Have you talked about that yet? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. the scramble. I think it scramble is really interesting. I think it worked out. So, but anyway, we'll yeah. I, everyone, everyone, pretty much everyone in our class who who I know or, or who who I talked to about it had something fascinating happen and had a really great outcome. Yeah, that's what I'd like. I, we need to rebrand the scramble. Yeah, based on what. Anyway, so it's called we, soap yeah. now. So well, there's me. so technically there is still a scramble. So for for the record, the there's the match process when uh, on Friday on Friday you get your letter that says congratulations, you matched at so and so. On that Monday, the Monday before that, you get a letter that says, yes, you matched, or no, you didn't match. It doesn't tell you where you did or it, pro, what program you matched into. There are Correct. zero details. Correct. Zero. Okay. It just says you matched. Correct. You matched, yes uh, or no. And then 
<clears throat> if you if the answer is no, you get like one hour to get your um, stuff together, uh, and then wipe your tears. Yeah. Um, yeah. Blow your nose. Blow go on a sad walk. That's what mm-hmm. I did. Yeah. I think they were. If I spent any longer getting down to that computer room, they were going to call the police. <laughs> <laughs> but um, and then uh, and then you apply on the computer system. Uh, you or you look you look at what places have unfilled positions, mm-hmm. and then you apply to them, and then you wait. And then they call you. Hopefully. Hopefully, yes. And you can apply to up to 45 for free, basically. I mm-hmm. mean, and th- you can't apply to any more. You just get 45. And then they call you. And so I did a bunch of phone interviews over the next, like, 24 hours. Came in on Wednesday morning. And you log into the same system. And it shows you if you got any offers. And if you get offers, you click, like, the accept button. You're done. You actually know where you matched. Cool. So on Wednesday, I knew where I was going and what I was going there for. So technically, I knew where I matched before my classmates. Unlike did. everybody else. Yeah. Although, however, that's your consolation. I don't class. think any. Yeah, exactly. I don't yeah. think anyone else would have wanted uh, to trade that. But yeah. at least I didn't have another two more days of like anxious waiting, like what the answer is going to be. Yeah. And then, uh, but then technically, so then uh, if I had said nothing about that, no one would have known. Because on Friday, I still get my letter, just like everyone else. It still says, congratulations, you've matched. Although, I know where I'm ma- I've matched. Um, but if you don't match up to that Friday, uh, technically, there are still... Now, it's a free-for-all. Now, it's like scramble. you can Yeah, that's, a, that's the scramble. Soap, then scramble. Okay. And the scramble or- is what it used to be if you didn't match. And, like, th- there's, like, no rules. Like, you can... You know, you can have your dean call people and the Wild West, whatever. Yeah, promises the can be made. Battle the, things, Royale. the thing that used to happen during the scramble, you know, the the actual scramble back then, MMA fist fights. Yeah, but uh, with no rules. Like so, actually, but you were well. I mean, no, I know, but I mean, like, like so there was, but you know, in the the previous system, there was just you know, you matched or you scrambled. Okay. Now there's match soap scramble. Why don't they call it something nicer like yeah. the jiggle <laughs> or the I'm gonna wiggle? Su- I'm going to suggest that. I'm going to suggest that. It's so much friendlier sounding. I, I, I like it. I the like squirm. That should... might that might capture the essence more. I like the I like weasel. The weasel. You you weasel you weasel your way into a position cuz yeah. that's totally that's, that's totally how it works. But you were saying Cole that from your classmates you heard stories of like like surprising victory uh, out of isn't that what you were saying? Well, yeah, I just I think it should be remarketed or rebranded because so many people are like, oh, go on, go on fifteen interviews, go on twenty inter, get as many as you can because the worst thing that could happen to you is to scramble or soap like that. That is the worst. You don't want to do that. I mean, that is the common drumbeat, I think. And then when I talk to John and a multitude of other classmates. People seem to end up where they kind of wanted to go at programs they were excited about. And I mean, can you, would you agree, John, that it wasn't the worst thing in the world? It was actually maybe a good thing? Yeah. And the outcome for me, I would say, is going to be far better. Yeah. Um, and it's not to say that I, I, but why? I think poorly of our, of our system here, but I had a really hard time deciding if I wanted to do internal medicine or pediatrics. And I, and I was, I landed on pediatrics and I was happy with that decision. Uh, but getting a chance to zoom out and start all over in a certain yeah. sense uh, and get a fresh start in a new program and see a different culture and and, and et cetera, 
um, is an incredible opportunity. And so getting a chance to see that is, is going to be is something I'm really excited about. I just want to point out that you said uh, it's not that I'm something like it's not that I'm talking bad about our system here. It's not our system here at the University of Iowa Carver College. I, mean, I don't want anybody to get the impression well, that we are the so if you're pre if you're a pre-med and you don't understand this process this is a national process sure. this is not a oh no no a I, university I was, of iowa i was talking uh, so nmrp i've and i've made it i've made it pretty clear before too that i like i had really intended to stay here at our program right and right. that just uh didn't work out and yeah. it wasn't because of because of my rank list so what but why why do you think this turned out better like why because I don't think you've said that. Yeah, yet. I get a I get a chance to to zoom out and kind of start over and say, well, do I like internal medicine oh, or oh, pediatrics oh, more? Yeah. Uh, do I want to go into practice? Do I want to subspecialize? Um, so now those that don't can... know, you match to med peds, which yep. is something you had originally not intended to do. Yeah, correct. So, and this is a combined program that is how many years? So it's four years, and you're board eligible for medicine or pediatrics, which mm -hmm. are each three year residencies, um, and. Uh, so you're board eligible for both of those. Uh, you can subspecialize in either or both. So there are some fellowships where you do both adult and pediatric blank. So there's a Duke has a uh, adult and pediatric rheumatology. Um, UNC, I'm just picking the ones in North Carolina because that's what I've been looking at. Uh, UNC has adult and pediatric hemonc. Um, so there, you know, there's a bunch of, there's a, the, um, National Institute of Health, I think has an adult in peds, um, in, uh, infectious disease. So there's like, there's lots and lots of different opportunities there. And there's a lot of need for that. Like there's a lot of special niches in medicine where, so for example, adult congenital heart disease, pediatric cardiologists traditionally took care of, of, um, adults who had had congenital heart diseases when they were children because previously they these kids would not have lived to adulthood so adult cardiologists knew nothing about these kids uh but now they're not kids they're 30 year olds and 40 year olds and sometimes 50 and 60 year olds and that's growing that's growing that population base is growing hugely right and so these are pediatric cardiologists who if you came through a three-year pediatric fellowship you will rarely see anyone over the age of 18. sure and yeah. And so, you know, and now you're turning around and you're managing a bunch of drugs that you like never give to kids mm. in these patients. And it's not to say that they're, you know, not competent with it, but there are plenty of, of opportunities to expand your care model, expand your um, understanding of, you know, immunology is a really good example as adult and pediatrics. It's really interdisciplinary in that regard. So anyway, that's that's why I'm. That's why I'm super excited about it. And it, it's one of those things where oftentimes it's um, I don't just think it's this sort of uh, post hoc ergo propter hoc, although it could be. Hang on. I got it. I need a <laughs> translation Google here. So no. So that's uh, like it happened. Therefore, it was the thing that was supposed to have happened. Oh, sure. Okay. Uh, um, yeah, that just sounds like hogwash. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. Hot I quash. mean, it's it's sort of like the unfalsifiable scientific hypothesis. Yes. It's not really scientific. It's the ineffable at work. Um, uh, here's my question: uh, All those programs that didn't match, or all those programs that did not match with a resident, are those programs necessarily crappy? Like, how did that happen? No. So there, it 
Sometimes it's luck of the draw. Sometimes it's like an administrative error. Yeah, there was that. Uh, what was it? Uh, it was a New York school. New York, I think it was Columbia. Yep. Yeah. Columbia's Columbia. cardiothoracic right. surgery program right. accidentally, or maybe didn't, intentionally, didn't submit didn't, their rank list. Yeah, How pumped though is that guy who scrambled into Columbia CT right? surgery? Right. <laughs> so like, this is another good example of like sometimes you know because imagine. How, how upset you would be if Columbia was your first choice yeah. and they didn't submit their rank list. You ended up going to your second choice. But had you not, not had you not have matched, you could have gone to your first choice. <laughs> right. I mean, like, but weird, this kind of weird stuff happens. Mm-hmm. And, and so be prepared, you know, roll up your sleeves. Take heart. Get excited. Yep. It'll all be OK. Uh, I have no idea how we got from head transplant to... Uh, match, but hey, you know that's okay. I don't care. We took but a the, very organic trajectory was, through our conversation That's what we're all about. Today. You know, some people have tightly controlled shows. Some people put effort into making sure that uh, every word uttered is on point. Mm. Like you the know, scope. This... Now that's a show. We, do... <laughs> we, we no, don't. No. <laughs> nice, nice plug. Nice. Self- plug. I'm, I'm getting ready to jump ships. Well so done. It's self-referential. It's inter. Yeah. Inter episode referential. Yeah. There's just tight multi layered lore. Yeah. It's like a crossover between two sitcoms. Yeah. Like, oh, weird. I, I Dave, you can just blame me for going off the rails. But no. you, you, I don't no. know what I'm gonna do. I you know, so I like this kind of thing. I don't know what I'm gonna do in the future without a John or a Cole or someday an Aline where where people Damn will, straight maybe, you better mention me in that. Maybe group. people will want to stick to the topic all the time. Yeah. Talk about vaccines or yeah. yeah I like to shoot from the hip, you know. What yeah. can I say? Speaking of vaccines, Maverick. No. Uh, you remember Takia from the top of the show? Yeah, yeah. So I mentioned Takia is a community health educator, certified undergraduate peer educator for sexual health and assault uh, at Northwestern. Takia says that in school sex education programs, in school sex education programs, it's common for the use of certain words. Concepts to be prohibited by the state education board. Oh, how ridiculous! She had, a, <laughs> she had, a, so she had this suggestion for a game, which I'm going to call questionable words. Uh, in this game, you are going to assume the role of a health educator answering human sexuality questions posed by school children of various ages. So you'll each take turns being the health educator, and the others will be the school children. Hmm. Try to be in character. As the educator, you'll have a max... I have no idea how the scoring system is going to work um, because I literally made it up 10 minutes ago. Uh, You'll have a maximum of one minute to answer the children's question without using the banned words or concepts because sometimes those are also banned, right? Um, If you slip up, your turn will be over. Your points will be awarded based on the number of seconds that you lasted. And if you... uh, And also, your explanations must be age-appropriate. Wait a Mm. minute. Wait, if you're, if you're, John, are you going to pull out some math? No, no, no but if you're, if you're stupid? winning by the number of seconds that you lasted, but you have a minute, your strategy should be to go politician and say nothing for a minute. I think that's what she's trying to demonstrate. If Parts. Let's do it. Give us the deal. What are the band words? Well, I just want to say if, well, it depends on the subject. Question one, John and Aline, you are middle schoolers. Here is your question oh boy okay yeah i passed over oh no no i won't look this is like the toothpaste game security is very important uh cole you are the teacher and uh you have some banned words here the banned words okay are condom penis and vagina okay 
And the band concept is abortion and contraception. Oh, my gosh. Okay. All right. All right, class. What questions do you have for me? <laughs> why, why, um, why do girls... We're, you're a middle schooler. Why do girls... <laughs> <sighs> you guys can't see the super ironic eye roll. <sighs> why? <laughs> class, I'd like to redirect you to... Uh, <laughs> the questions you were posing me. Why? Why do? Why do girls have to get pregnant? Well, why do girls have to get pregnant? Girls don't have to get pregnant. They can get pregnant. Um, are you asking me the way they get pregnant? So, why do girls have to get pregnant? You're not answering my question. Come on. <clears throat> well, to to further the species. Um, <laughs> And to produce other babies, then women get pregnant. And so the way this happens is there's there's a complex um, physiological dance that happens. I knew he was going to use the word dance. And from this dance, um, a new human being emerges. And that's the way that humans are able to populate the earth. But why do they have to get pregnant? Oh, they don't have to or... But what can we use to prevent pregnancy? Oh, well, th there's various. A really popular way to not get pregnant is to not have sex with other people. <laughs> That's a really popular way. Um, it's really popular. <laughs> it's really popular with your parents after having you. And uh, there, there's other things you can do if you love someone that don't involve sex. Is I, that what the hand-holding is about? <laughs> Hand-holding is a great thing to do if two people care about each other. That's great. Is that what... Oh, my God. This is too real. It's too real. This is what they actually You can't say, say. anything. Oh, right. no. I right, can so say things. I forgot to my time daddy, that. My dad pays your salary. I utterly forgot to time that. <laughs> All right. So you're going to get... You get full marks, though. So can we say... Well, by being a bad teacher, though. I mean, that's the sad part of what I just did. Well, it's yeah. like, oh, yeah. I didn't tell you anything. So... But that doesn't matter. I am the State Board of Education, so I'm awarding your points. Under so, a Republican legislature, you did a great job. Right. Banned words were condom, penis, vagina. Banned concepts were abortion and contraception. Question was, how do people... Why... Why do girls? It literally said, why, "Why do girls have to get pregnant?" pregnant. Okay. Yeah, and I, I don't really know what that question means, which is great. I think it means because like, it's a perfect 12, 13 year old question. Absolutely, they don't even know what well, they, they want to know. And these were some of these were suggested by Takia in, in from her experience. So okay. I should have mm. said that. Um, let's see, Cole and Aline, you are middle schoolers. Here's your question, which you should keep under your hat for the moment. John. And I don't say that out loud. Like what I'm not allowed let's, to let's do. Let's try this. Let's see if the middle schoolers, once they're done, can guess the words. I'm not allowed to use. That word that he's not allowed okay. to use. Uh, so here are your banned words and concepts. Okay, I'm the teacher. Should I do the voice? Or? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and do, do, sorry, let, let, can I go back? Does this have me, to actually be scientific? I think it's best if you answer as truthfully as possible. That would be optimal. Well, yeah. but do you mean like... like Real truth or like alternative truth? I think that you are a well-intentioned, <laughs> okay. scientifically okay. literate health person who's being you are held down by the man. You are Takia, basically. Okay. Right? All right, here we go. Okay. Um, 
Why do girls have periods? Like, why? I can't even repeat the question. <laughs> so let me tell you. Let me tell you why that happens. See, the way women's bodies work is designed to one of the one of the ways that we we make new human beings new people is to use your internal organs to grow a baby <laughs> when you use those internal organs to grow a baby if you are ready to grow a baby but you're not in the process of actually growing a baby this is what happens every month Huh. That's pretty good. I, uh, okay, that's thank you. That's okay. well well done. Band words were ovary. <laughs> Prime menstruation. Egg. Mm, menstruation. Vagina. Correct. Vagina, menstruation. How's hmm. why is menstruation? I was not banned? allowed to use the word period either. <laughs> Uh, and I was not allowed to talk about contraception. This is a real thing. These are real. Uh, well, yeah. no, I, okay. I, I actually example. looked for a list of banned words and I couldn't really find anything except no, but, for like other countries. Maybe. But the word menstruation makes some people I stupidly just, uncomfortable. I just tried to pick words that were like essential to, a, like, to an yeah, intelligent yeah. conversation. But also icky. Yeah. And that's and, that, and that's the sad thing. Or, or that concepts is, that I knew you know for sure were made you know people uncomfortable well this is a very reasonable set of things that someone might say you know that's that's not okay i want their priest or something to tell them about this i don't i don't know why people don't want an educator because yeah. they don't want to talk to their kids about it that's why they're uncomfortable with someone else talking to their kids about it yeah. i'll tell you guys about my sex they just ed. want their children not to do it yeah. go ahead aline Oh, right now? Yeah, sure. Why okay. Well, uh, by the way, I'm throwing the points thing out the window. This, this is it's too because so whose line is it anyway? Yeah, who scenario. Cares? <laughs> so I had sex ed in fourth grade. Yeah. And it was taught by a licensed sex therapist, uh -huh. actually. And it was less about sex, and it was more about like these are male sexual organs, these are female sexual organs. These are the ways in which they will change over the next few years and what changes you can expect in your own body. And it was just like very educational and it wasn't weird or uncomfortable. It was just like, oh, okay. And we were taught like the scientific terms for everything. There was no innuendo. There were no euphemisms. What country did you grow up? This in? was in Canada. Oh. <laughs> yeah. All right. When I you when know, I told people that I had that I got sex ed in fourth grade, they were like, "What? That's bizarre." It was weird it's, to people. It's built into the curriculum in a number of European countries as well, starting far earlier even. Yeah. But it's it's graded right, so they don't talk about sex organs to kindergartners. Yeah. But they do talk about like, you know, different kinds of relationships, right? Like yeah. adult relationships versus like six and eight year olds and five year olds you know like the like you can have friends you can like you know hold hands with someone you like yeah you know but moms and dads you know will go on dates and things like that so it's um they kind of build it up we're like bolusing our sex ed when yeah. really right. it should be a it should be a stepwise right that's really interesting and after you've after the hormones are like already there and you know really cooking <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> he said order. All right, last one. <laughs> my turn, my turn. Yep. All right, uh, let's see. Cole and John, this time you are high schoolers. Oh, yeah. Aline, you high five, bro. are wait, the teacher. Oh, snap. Oh, wait, I can This one's going to be tough. Who, who, um, yeah, oh, I can't imagine what she's not allowed Should to say. Should we do every other word? Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You ready? All right, I'm ready. How do people get HIV? <laughs> oh, God. All right. Okay. Well, um, okay. Well, well, um, HIV, um, HIV is a disease that is um, contracted sexually. Um, it's a banned word. That's a banned word. Oh, oh my God. Okay. Keep it going. Is, all right. It's um, contracted during <laughs> sinful Congress. <laughs> <laughs> he did not say Catholic school. <laughs> well, um, you're, you are adhering to the... Uh, I followed the rules, The Josh. rules, I have um, to say. As the State Board of Education of Kansas, I cannot... Uh, Ding you for that. Um, so when um, when two people engage in uh, relations of a uh, uh, intimate nature, um, and the the reproductive organs of a male um, enter the reproductive organs of a female, um, and one of the people engaging in this activity um, has HIV, then it's possible that uh, the person who does not have HIV will get HIV. However, this can happen between partners of different genders um, and in other forms of uh, Congress. <laughs> other forms of Congress. Okay, okay. My banned words were sex, penis, vagina, rectum. Banned, uh, banned concepts were contraception, LGBTQ+. I'm sorry, and that you did it very that was not that was not a fun one to do. No, but it's always like when it's not your turn, you see the brilliant way to say it. Uh -huh. mm. When someone else's bodily fluids gets into your body, there you is, go. puts you at risk for HIV. There you go. Excellent. Yeah, I thought you did well. You did an awesome job. Yeah. That's that's a really hard one. To Kansas, do. The, the Nebraska Board of Education. I have no idea what. Each, I, I, if your state is permissive, yeah. Where is Takia from? And she, uh, well, she's at she is at a, uh, a a midwestern university in a large city. Oh, okay. Oh, good. Yeah, maybe not say specifically. This is how this is how you get HIV. <laughs> rock music. Or? Yeah, definitely rock music will do that. <laughs> We're, we're adding in our new sound effects. That was Queen, just FYI. Let's move on to uh, question four. Ooh, there's more? John and Aline, you are high schoolers. Aw awesome. I mean, okay. Don't look at it. Don't look uh, at it. Your name is not John. I didn't look. Cole is the teacher. All right, go ahead. You want me to ask this one? Yes. Yeah, I can see it's making you uncomfortable. I'm going to tell a fun story about this afterwards. Because they're, they're itchy. Yeah, just... All right. Can I? Do I have to say it as written there? You have to say it as a, as a high schooler. Okay. All right. Can you get crabs if you shave or wax all your hair? Yes. 
<laughs> and that is and that is all he can legally say. That is perfect. You did not realize. I think I, I think I screwed up that question. No, I, I should have made it not a yes or no question. Or how do you get lice? No, okay, so if we did how, but that, that yes is still about all you can say. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So crap. Hmm. The thing you referred to is actually a. Uh, <laughs> it's a bacteria that lives um, in the lower half of your body, um, and hair actually can play a factor, but it's not required it can actually thrive with or without hair um is there a reason you're bringing this up to do you have a question yeah can you take a look eh, at this not allowed <laughs> wait um, it's getting harder so no so wait um, a minute time out here it's not a bacteria it's not it's a uh what is it a mite it's a pest it's a yeah little mite it's a mite. cute little, little mite is there insect. what is the formal name for it uh, don't look lice. at me. I don't remember any lice. Lysistosomolobolidosis. <laughs> right. Makes total Just for record, it is not in anywhere close to that. That'll be on your ID fellowship. <laughs> yeah. Um, um. All right. These are getting harder, Dave. So I had a pubic penis vagina band concept STI. Um, can we hit on the bigger deal, which is when you create all this weird negative energy around a topic, kids, that feeds into the kids. So I think when the person's speaking in parables and ums, all of a sudden, they don't know what you're talking about. Kids are already not very smart. I know myself. I wasn't ready to receive a lot of these messages. <laughs> I yeah. Think, and no, if, I think the thing is the kids are, are actually smarter than sure. we give them credit for. Uh, yeah, they're smart enough to they're know. They're smart enough to go, wait a minute, something's not right here. Yeah. This, this person's eye language, their body language, something's not right here. Yeah. They're 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 so their their decoding might not be there, but their BS detector is definitely there. Because that's what they do to each other all day. So they have to like BS detect, you know, is so and so, you know, going out when did they lie to me when so and so said so you know, whatever. Mm. Anyway. They so so, yeah, sometimes sometimes they so they, they know you're up. not telling the truth, and they're like, "Well, you know what? If they're not telling the truth, I'm just gonna find out for myself." Dave, what's your approach to your kids on this these topics? Um, these topics in particular have not especially come up yet. Okay, I wouldn't have asked my I would not really I would have asked anyone but my parents about that. Yeah, yeah, I would have not been interested in hearing them tell but me about it would it. be about, better to hear it from your parents yes. than from like friends I think so. oh yeah I think well so. just because i didn't want it didn't mean i didn't need it yeah yeah what about inner what about like legit internet resources right uh so we have because I mean, there's lots of illegitimate internet yeah and I, I, I think that's the, i think that's uh among the problems I, I don't think i would immediately go to well you should look it up on the internet and and here are some here are some resources that you could find because you know one thing tends to lead to another on the internet yeah um, so even if you start legitimately, I'm oh. afraid that that would that would move in a, oh, in a direction. Speaking of one thing leads to another. My son was watching like innocent children's train videos or something on grandma's phone during the birthday party mm -hmm. last weekend, mm -hmm. and he like he's so sort of ADHD about it. He'll watch like 30 seconds of a video and then just like click for the next one. Oh right. And he had managed to sort of random walk all the way to 
these like very weird videos of adults with pacifiers <laughs> pretending to be children. Oh dear. Now, now the first one is like super popular. The first set that he was watching is like super popular. They have like multiple million people subscribing to it. And are they it's like are they two, humorous videos? Yeah, like two comedy six, videos. Yeah, two like six year old girls who have pacifiers in their mouth pretending to be kids, and then their dad. I'm assuming. Okay. I'm freaking hoping. Relatively innocent probably yeah but really you you watch it and if you're not like a four-year-old you're gonna be like what the okay oh my goodness yeah what is this and why am i watching this but now you've got into yeah, some suggested videos found a suggested video that was related to it yeah which was uh for lack of a better term like some kind of fetish video <laughs> okay I mean, it wasn't risque, but it was definitely inappropriate. Like, yeah. it did not pass the smell test. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, here I am like, oh, God, you know, here's my two and a half year old yeah. on YouTube. Now has all kinds of questions. It's like it's like the um, the Internet <laughs> empowered people with sort of unconventional interests to come out of the woodwork and yeah. tell the world about what they like yeah like these you know adult men with pacifiers crawling around getting scolded by women yeah <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean like i said it's it's like not appropriate but it's not but it's, it's not, not like that dirty. yeah but exactly. it's weird but you watch it and you're like this is not this it, is not it's unsettling right so john's like look it I takes mean, son. It takes all types of people. Yeah, yeah and I'm not judging if that's what you're into, like the baby thing, like that. There's a thing. Like there are legit people who pay women to like babysit them. <laughs> yeah. Like and, and it, and, but it also can be like a little S and M too. But, yeah, yeah. But but like and like that that would be a good summer job. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they get, we're talking thousands of dollars a week here, guys. Okay, that how to work your way was, through med school. That was way past the line. But remember, didn't we talk about? I think we talked about the the um, MSTP student who au tried to auction off her virginity. Oh yeah, yep. yep, yep. What? Not not our student. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I know, but here, still, but what? I'm pretty sure she was in the Midwest somewhere. No, so like I have no idea. St. Louis or something like that. Anyway, yeah, that didn't work well. Got to do what you got to do to get through school. You know, there are no limits. What? I uh, she's MSDP. What does she end up pay for? Oh, whatever. All right. Can you take that out? Just take that. Take that out. Oh, stop it! <laughs> Look, uh, you, you need to edit yourself better. Come we, on. Oh, no. We, we better. I say no. Or stop caring, like I do. Because <laughs> I say way more regrettable things than you do, and feel way less bad about it. Yeah, that's just a. Path, uh, that's just pathological personality, <laughs> yeah. though. I wouldn't advise that. Gosh, we better wind this up. Uh, that Ooh. is our show. John, Cole, Aline, thank you so much. For thank you, Dave. Time. Thank you, Dave. Oh. To hang out with me. Uh, and thank you, listeners, for making us part of your week. We know that there's other things you could have done with that last hour of your life. We In know 15 that. Fifteen minutes. Yeah, we're, we're aware of this. We know there are other acutely things acutely aware you should have done. Yes. Like anything. <laughs> But if you're all right with it, uh, consider sharing us with your colleagues. If you have a suggestion for something we should talk about, uh, we're always available at shortcuts at gmail.com or 347shortct and like our Facebook page because, you know, we have one. The show is made possible by a generous donation by Carver College Medicine Student Government and the Writing and Humanities Program. Our executive producer is Jason Lewis. Our opening music is by Dr. Vox and our closing music by... Off to you in one week. So thanks for letting us use your ears to turn our sound waves into your brain waves. <laughs>